You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller, a national championship-winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian Christian Miller coming to you from uh, the Tide Studios in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Love this place. But anyway, uh, got a bunch of stuff lined up on the show today. First and foremost, we're going to talk NCAA basketball and NIT basketball with our good friend Steve Irvine from 1819 Sports. We'll do that in just a few minutes. And then in the second hour, we'll go full tilt NFL as Bruce Cunningham. Uh, Many of you may remember his days uh, on television in Huntsville, Mobile, and he finished up in Birmingham at WBRC Channel 6. When I was at Channel 13, we got to be very, very good friends. Then he returned home to Maryland. He lives in Baltimore. He is a Ravens aficionado. He covered the Ravens for, I think, their first 25 years, and he finally retired. But he's a good guy, and, of course, we all know that all kinds of things are swirling around Baltimore. The last thing I checked, did you see that uh, Lamar Jackson was prepared to sit out the season? Did I read that right? Can, can you blame him? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't Why would you turn down $32 million? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that, I that's mean, you know, if you're just talking the finances of it. Uh, it appears to me that neither one of these sides is, is uh, willing to give a whole lot. Do yeah, you, and that's kind of been a problem in Charm City for a while. Well, and 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 then that's you know, I understand too. some hard headedness on both sides, but good grief, come on, let's get this done because you need that guy in a Ravens uniform. If not, I guess the word is he could end up with the Colts, and then Anthony Richardson would be, end up playing for the Ravens. So. I am not one of these people that buys all the stock in Anthony Richardson. As Lars so often says, and no no offense intended to our friends in Nashville, okay? He couldn't beat Vanderbilt. 
Yeah. You can't pass for the artist to beat Vanderbilt. Anyway, um, so uh, Bruce will be joining us in the second hour. Also, this is the greatest tease for the second hour ever. He has a story. We have a story about Ron Jeremy and Trader Vicks. Can you believe that? I'm not kidding you. It's hysterical. And also, you know who else is uh, involved in this? Jerry Lewis. So, how about that in the second hour? Okay. Um, UAB takes on uh, Southern Miss tonight. Uh, That's at 6.30 Bartow Arena. I have a real dilemma. Maybe folks can go. By the way, we will entertain calls uh, with, then, around our guests. You want to call right now at 205-342-9904. Be glad to entertain your calls because I have a dilemma. All right. You help me out on this. Okay? Just talk to my daughter. She has uh, three wonderful children, my grandchildren. The two boys, 7 and 12, have Little League tonight. I got UAB basketball. Or I also have church. I know it's odd. Yeah, our church meets on Tuesday nights. Our church is unique, but it's wonderful. Are you Catholic? No. That's crazy. And, with, and this is really a non-denominational collection of people. Uh, actually, uh, our church is built on second, 50th, and 100th chances. And that's what we do. Or I could sit at home, prop my feet up, and watch the first four of the field of 68. So um, when Christian gets hooked up here in a minute, I'm just going to ask him to decide for me, and then we'll do that. Uh, of course, the NCAA tournament will start in Birmingham on Thursday, Thursday, Saturday. That's great. Alabama plays in the first session from Legacy Arena. That includes Brandon Miller. And Brandon Miller was named to yet another first-team All-American, and uh, that is the Associated Press, which is a big one. Um, NFL, Garoppolo goes to Las Vegas. Anybody surprised by that? I don't think so. Uh, announcement on Alabama's football spring game. They, uh, it will not be on ESPN, as it has been many years. Wow. Uh, Why? It, because they want... They want Dion. Dion. They want Colorado. I mean, that is kind of intriguing. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I kind of want to see what they look like, too. I really didn't. I said, you know, but you can watch it streaming. So if you want to watch it, remember when 95,000 showed up? Nick Saban. That's what he over. wants to get back to. He, yeah, I heard him like, talk about it there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he should get it back because uh, that's Bama football at its greatest. And we need it. Um, we need it right now. Yep. But uh, Alabama will be streaming only, but on that particular day, uh, it's sometime mid to late April, um, they will carry Neon Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes and their spring game. You think they'll go 500 this year? Yeah. I think the guy can coach. Do you? I I mean, it it appears he can. I mean, I think he definitely benefited from having – you know, some very talented players in that conference that he was in. But I think he is a great coach. I, I don't know if they're going to just, you know, right away off the bat, just, you know, when, when the, what did they win last year? Colorado won. 
I think they won one game. Yeah, and I mean, because I think when he went in there, he told them, like, look, if something needs to change, I won one game. You ain't doing something right. Well, yeah, and you know what? He ruffled out. <laughs> I don't want to go deep into the political ramifications of this because it just yeah. upsets me. But, you know, he wanted to bring God into the Colorado locker room. That group out of Wisconsin is complaining about it. All right. Look, really? I'm not going there. I mean, they can't. I mean, it's Wisconsin. It, there is a group in Wisconsin that is like anti-God. I mm-hmm. mean, just to put it bluntly. And they will meddle in everybody's business but their own. And no, they, they complained about something we did in Alabama recently. I mean, he's not forcing it on them. It's just he, he likes to, you know, practice, you know, you know have that belief system. And I think... Um, nowadays, I mean, you can spin it however, you know, if, whether you're a Christian or whatever your faith is, it's just relying on, on something. And I, I don't see the issue. I mean, but you're right. Nowadays, it's, there's an issue with anything that can be on. Well, there's an issue if it doesn't align with their beliefs pretty right. much is what it. But can it, can we all just get along? That's what I don't understand. You know, I mean, if like, I want to pray, pray. Right. And if, if you I don't want to pray to Allah, fine. Yeah, like, exactly. And if you uh, don't want to, that's fine. Just, I just, I don't understand why nowadays it's like, if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. That's pretty much where we're at now. If, if, yeah. you, if you don't agree with somebody, then they're wrong. Well, how about just going it. on about your own life? Thank you. Um, did you see that there was a woman in Florida that had just been elected to like a city council or something, and the very first day they had their council meeting, they all stood up to to say the Pledge of Allegiance. That was commonly done in just about every city, county, state meeting I've ever been to. She didn't know the words. Really? We used to have to do the Pledge of Allegiance every day yeah. in school. I think, you know, it was like the, the bell would ring. The, uh, the old, You know, right when you get to school, this is bringing back memories now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like before school starts, yeah. they'd have the announcements over the intercom. Then we'd do the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. I don't even know if they do that anymore. I, wonder uh, if they do. I think they do in Alabama. Um, Good. I bet they don't in California. <laughs> but, you know, they've got their own problems and, and then some. Well, let me ask you, if you don't mind me doing a little bit deeper dive, how does Saban handle religion? Mm. If Did did y'all pray as a group, or were you invited oh, we, we to pray, pray individually? We, we, all, we, we, pray, we pray as a group um, is it pre-game or post-game, or both. Yeah. We do it post-game, I'm um, pretty sure. Why am I not remembering this right? We do either one or the other or both. Okay. We, we, do, we do the Lord's Prayer. God, together, we, awesome. we, we hold hands and do the Lord's Prayer. Well, I, I want to say it's definitely afterwards. He gives a speech, or then, or vice versa. We do Lord's Prayer, then he gives a speech. One of them, golly, I got so many things going on. But yes, we do. You do and, have and, a lot and, going and, on. Yeah, and, and, uh, and no, he, he's not against anything. I mean, you, you, I don't know if you've seen it, but pregame when, um, when we're going out for warm-ups, and I don't know who started this tradition, but half the team would run down to the end zone, get on a knee, and pray before we did like our like individual drills before like a game. So we're Brian Denny, right? Okay. And we're about to come out on the field and do like our, our big team stretch and then individual drills. Then we do like, you know, a uh, little kind of just like the uh, four play sequence of the ones and the twos. And then, you know, we go back in the locker room before we come back out. It's like a tradition where guys would literally run to the opposite end zone, get on a knee and pray. You could probably Google it. And like literally be a row of guys. Nothing would ever, was ever said like, you can't do that. You should do that. And it just, if guys want to pray, they can pray. If guys want to practice religion. I mean, J.K. Scott, who our punter um, yeah. was, he was like, you know, the head of FCA uh, might as well have been at least. I mean, he used to pray for the team all the time. I mean, when we were at the White House with uh Yes, Trump, I remember that. That was, that went global. Well, yeah, because I, I was standing there waiting to, uh, 
speak with Trump, it was it was just it was funny because. I gotta he, tell, he prayed I gotta, for Trump, right? He, he, pray, pray, he prayed for uh, probably, or uh, over him. He and, prayed over him, or for him, or for everybody. And I can tell the story on the other side of the break, but it's actually kind of the the trips between when I went to the White House the first time was Barack Obama, the second time was Donald Trump, and they're vastly different. Yeah, they sure are. They, 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 you know what <laughs> I mean? Physically, well, mentally, those two guys, but even the, even the trip, the trip, just the, the 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 parameters that we had, and like the. You know, I'll tell it on the other side of the break, but it, it definitely was interesting between the two, you know, how our trips went. But, yeah. Well, on that note, why don't we take a break? Um, coming up, Steve Irvine. We'll talk UAB and NCAA basketball. And in next hour, Bruce Cunningham, the Ravens. He'll be joining us as we continue here on Big Noon Sports. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cool afternoon with a sunny sky, the high today 56. Another freeze tonight, the sky clear, the low at 30. Then a warming trend ahead tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow 63, the high Thursday 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Steve's up. Uh, I'm up. We're up. You're up. Back on Big Noon Sports, Matt, Christian, Lars. Aiden, Joe, the gang is here, um, and so, and that that gang now includes uh, our weekly scheduled guest, Steve Irvine, longtime sports writer here in Alabama. Uh, cut cut a couple of te- uh, teeth out on the West Coast, uh, covering teams like uh, Southern Cal and others along the coast. But uh, he's now with 1819 Sports, long time with the Birmingham News and the AL.com. But Steve joins us here on Big Noon Sports to talk some basketball. Steve, what's going on? Not much. How you guys doing? Big week, big week. Let's uh, get this thing started. Yeah, uh, and I've, I've, I'm in a real dilemma. I've got kids with Little League. I've got my regular scheduled church, and i got UAB basketball. Does God went out here, Steve? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I, see, it, my, it's going to be around next week. Go next week. My, it sure will. And, and I can find another <laughs> one, too. But my right. my first goal was to take my grandsons to the UAB game because then they're going to go see Auburn play Thursday night. Great week of basketball. But then now they have Little League. So, anyway, I am um, I have a real dilemma on my hand. But I won't uh, share it with you any longer. Steve, uh, let's go back just to Saturday. UAB, they run out of gas. I tell people you haven't seen Florida Atlantic play. Well, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, I they mean, are. That's the thing. I mean, you know, the, the, you lose sight of the fact that um, when you don't see them, they, they won 31 games. 31 games. It's hard to win 31 games. I don't care what conference you're playing in or, or, or what. I mean, that's hard to do. And then, you know, they ended up 31 and three. Uh, you know, one of those losses was the UAB and at Bartow. And, 
they're good. And, you know, they were, they were playing well. I mean, you look at Elijah Martin that was uh, scored 32 or 34, whatever it was, in the championship game. You know, he was one of their top returning guys, and he spent a lot of the time coming off the bench this year. I mean, that's how deep they are. I mean, they used him and uh, Michael Forrest, who was probably their, their they're probably their two returning best returning guys from last year. You know, spent a lot of time being you know the sixth and seventh man on that team. So that's you know that's how deep they are. And uh, you know, and, and Dusty May, hey, Dusty May is going to be a star in this business now. He's you know, he he was at he was at UAB under uh, Mike Davis. He came from uh, he was actually a manager at uh, Indiana when you know as a student when uh, when when Mike was there and and uh, you know that's kind of how they knew each other. And he's um you know he's going to be a guy that's that's going to be moving up in this uh, in this in basketball coaching world. So they're good, they're good. They, they now they had they drew a tough matchup in that first round, but um, it's going to be uh, it's going that that'll be one of the better first round games in my opinion. Now, I, I used to keep up with Southern Miss on a regular basis when UAB was in the same league. Not so much now. What can you tell us about the Golden Eagles going in tonight's 6.30 tip? Well, you know, they won 25 games and won the Sun Belt Conference. So, uh, you know, so they've had a great year. They, they're, not, they're not overly deep. They play really five, six guys. Uh, Felipe Haas is a 6'9", 250-pound kid that's actually a graduate student that um, – can shoot the three. He's he's he made sixty threes this year, and he's, he also leads them in assists. So a lot of the stuff goes through him. Uh, and and then Austin Crowley's a six foot five guy that um, is is actually their leading scorer. I think he averages about seventeen points a game. He uh, he's a shooter also. He's had sixty seven threes. So they kind of go through those two guys, and like I say, they're um, you know they don't go real deep, but um, but they're physical. You know they're they're you know you watch them play and. Even though it's a different coach, you know Jay Ladner, who's done a great job. It's kind of your typical uh, physical type of Southern Miss team. That's one thing that they've had for years. You know, every you know, some play a long time in the Conference USA, and they're always a real physical team. And that's what they are now too. They you know they have they start um, they have a six one point guard, but everybody else uh, you know that starts for them and really plays for them are six five and over so uh you know it's a big big long team and then so it, it'll be a challenge they they lost in their in their first game in the quarterfinals of Sunbelt conference to uh south alabama and uh and haven't played in you know 11 days so they'll, they'll be well rested maybe a little rusty but they'll be well rested and so it's going to be a challenge no doubt hey let's focus on what's going to happen um thursday what one quick thing as i go back i want to ask about jelly walker does he play uh, in the league after this? I don't know. I don't see him. I, I don't think he plays in the league. I, I mean, I, I know that's his, his dream. And, uh, you know, I think he's certainly got to try to chase it. Uh, he'll play a long time of, of, of basketball somewhere. You know, I mean, he, he's uh, he's going to play, whether it be overseas, whether it be in G League, whether it be he does, you know, whether he finds a spot in the NBA. I mean, I think the one thing that, that he has that uh, you can't teach is just that pure scoring ability. You know, uh, I do think that there's the whole matchup issue with him. If the, you know, in the league would be tough. You know, because um, they would isolate. You know, because he's not a big guy and he's not a great defender, and, and uh, there would be a lot of isolation on him. So I think that's gonna that would that would hurt him. Would love love to see it though, because he's such a great kid, and, and you know, it's come from. You know, a long way, you know, from from uh, you know where he grew up, and 
So it, um, I don't know, but I do think that he's going to make uh, he's going to make good money. He's going to play basketball for a long time. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Mo Finley in stature. I think they actually wear the same number. But um, yeah. Finley yeah, went over and made some money in Europe and came back. And I see him at UAB games and stuff all the time. One of my all-time favorite UAB players. So uh, maybe, uh, you know, he Jelly ends up in Belgium for 15 years. I hope so. Because yeah. there's no yeah. question the man can shoot. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, and, and you know, Aaron Johnson made a good living over, you know, playing uh, overseas, and and you know, guys make good living doing that. It's you know, it's it's obviously not easy being away from from your home, but yeah, I mean, Jelly, Jelly shoots as well as as you know anybody that, that I've ever seen. I mean, it's um, the, the 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 kid's amazing. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. But uh, you know, and I think when he when he plays in um, when he plays in rhythm. Which uh, which he's done a pretty good job of most of this season. You know, I think he got out of rhythm a little bit uh, against FAU, and you know, just kind of he's kind of pressed a little bit, figuring that you know he figuring he had to be Superman in that game, which he really did. But you know, when he uh, when he when he stays in rhythm, boy, he's, I mean, he's he's hard to he's fun to watch, but he's hard to stop. All right, Thursday, all eyes on Alabama, all eyes on Legacy Arena. Um, do you do a bracket? Do I do a bracket? Yeah, I do. I mean, with you know, with my son and you know, around here, I, I'm not. I used to be real big into doing a lot of those. I, you know, I kind of just do it at the house now. You know, just for the fun of it. Um, I don't take it quite as serious as I used to. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we all. I mean, I think you're if you don't that's what's great about this tournament you know that's part that's part of the tradition of it oh um, so we had some odd occurrences going on outside <laughs> the studio both Chris oh, no. and I looked at each other like was it an alligator out there or something I, I couldn't tell what the time was but um <laughs> anyway if you if you pull and fill out a bracket do you have Alabama winning in Houston I don't have them winning I have them getting there um, but, uh, and I don't know, well, you know what? I don't know yet. I mean, I, I've, I've done that. <laughs> I, I, I definitely, I definitely have them getting there. Um, from there, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do yet with, uh, with the whole thing, but, uh, I do think they get to Houston and, and, you know, we'll, we'll see for now. They certainly are good enough to win it. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, certainly as a team, I don't know that there, I, I don't think there's a better team right now than, um, than them uh you know things happen during the tournament you never know uh you know you have one bad night and you're done but but uh you know i i think i would be shocked if they don't at least get there i think the world would be and all the pundits you know including dickie v and um reese davis uh are picking alabama to win it all and sometimes it kind of makes me a, a little nervous when everybody picks you to win then you think right. that's, what, that's what I've been saying yeah. about being number one. I was saying I, I, any time that I've been number one in the college football playoffs. I mean, this is football, probably a little bit different, but I think we lost when we were ranked number really? one. Yeah, the two, yeah. the two times we won, uh, we were number four in 2017. We barely got in after losing to Auburn in the final regular season of the game, and then uh, final, yeah, final regular season game of the year, and then 2016 we were number one, lost to Clemson in Tampa, but 2015. Uh, we lost to Ole Miss in the regular season, so I'm pretty sure we were. I don't know what we were, but we weren't number one. 
So we, we won when we were not number one, and we lost when we were number one. Well, I guess it just puts <laughs> yeah. a big bullseye on you. It, it does, and it's just like this stigma, I feel like. You, know, you get everybody's best game. You got a, yep. you know immense pressure on you. you know, it, all these expectations. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I'd almost rather them, you know, Number two I'm or something. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm a little superstitious in that yeah, regard. Yeah, maybe that's a, what you call superstition it, is probably what it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, uh, we'll see. It, it'll all start Thursday. Hey, uh, isn't it nice, Steve Irvine from 1819 News and Sports? Isn't it nice, and it's kind of hard to believe it was 16 years ago, to have the yeah. tournament back in Birmingham, Alabama? <laughs> How cool is that? That's I mean, it, it's amazing. And, and, you know, as I'm watching the – the selection show the other day, and they 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 bring out the teams that are here. It just, you know, I just started like screaming, basically, like like it just to, to have not only to have it back, but to have the field that you have here is amazing. I mean, you know, you got you know, and that goes beyond Alabama and Auburn. You know, that goes, you know, you have you have uh, Bob Huggins, you know, you have a Hall of Fame coach, you have McCaffrey, who Ward knows what he's going to do. I'm just it's just going to be fun to watch him, you know. Where, is he going to have one of his meltdowns, you know? And, you know, you got that. And just, it's just so fun to, um, it was just so neat to see, you know, you got another, another, another number one seed in Houston. Uh, you know, so we've got some great basketball coming to Birmingham. And, and um, it just, it's, it, it just, it's, and, and we do that well now. Birmingham does this well. They do this kind of thing well. So it's going to be, it's going to be a, a blast. And, and with, with as nice as legacy is now, uh, you know, it's you know, it's just going to be it's going to be a great weekend, and uh, you know, I can't wait. Nice to have Auburn. Well, I had, did, yeah, did, and then, boy, they didn't get a good draw because Iowa plays a, a, a muggy type style and can bomb the threes. So uh, I hope they yeah. can get by it. But good grief, as I told Jerry, Jeremy Hammond with the SEC yesterday, Birmingham won the lottery. Steve getting Auburn too. Wow, that's real yeah. icing. Well, and Auburn won a lottery too. Now to, to to be a ninth seed and and you know very basically true. have a home game, you know that that's um that's the one thing. Even though I was very happy they were here for Birmingham, that's the one thing. It's it just it bothers me a little bit that 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 they you know you know they're going to play potentially play a, you know a number one seed on you know at, for a home game as a home game. You know, and, and somebody I saw somebody point out that that the you know that the final four is in Houston this year and and you know. Kelvin Sampson is, uh, you know, disappointed. That obviously, that they're gonna have to play, you know, on somebody else's kind of a home home situation when he's got, you know, the Final Four there. But you earn your way to the Final Four. That's different. You know, you can't predict that. You're given. Auburn was given this spot. So that's, you know, that I, I kind of wonder a little bit. Even though I'm very happy it's happening because I think that, you know, and it's great for Birmingham. It it does kind of you know it is a big gift for for Auburn and they need to take advantage of it. I mean that's that's the thing they they've been given this gift. Take advantage of. It. I don't look at Lions, uh, Joe. Any of you guys looked at the Lions? What UAB and uh, I mean excuse me, what the Auburn and Iowa? I don't know. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a better. No, I'm, I'm not either. I never look. Uh, I never look. I, I don't work real hard, but I don't like throwing my money away either. And <laughs> yeah. why in the world would I spend money and waste money on something I'm not good at to begin with? So, yeah, I'm never right, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm always wrong in these things. Now, our buddy Lars likes to, and he's not a, a big, big gambler, but he doesn't mind telling you that he'll he'll roll it out there every once in a while. And I think, what's the old adage? In fact, you know who told me this? Clyde Bolton. 
God, what a guy. What a writer. Birmingham yeah, News. Was, yeah. He was a colleague of yours, but he yeah, he yeah. did a huge expose on gambling. Because Birmingham at that time bet more on college football per capita than anybody in the world. And uh, so Clyde did his homework and he ended up talking to a bunch of bookies. And of course, back then, you know, they had to remain unnamed. It's against the law. Mm-hmm. But he right. said, um, How many guys do you owe money to? And he, he had like 500 people that bet through him. How many of them owe you money? He said, One, I'll get it back tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Really? But you got to be really good to win money at that. Though. Yeah, anyway. you, do. Yeah. you do. Hey, how yeah. do people keep up with you, Steve? 1819news.com. Uh, come to see, check out our coverage. We've got a great site. And uh, at Steve Irvine 04 is my uh, Twitter site. And uh, try to do a lot of stuff on there. So uh, give, us a, give us a look. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you guys. Have a good weekend. All right, you bet. All right, coming up next on Big Noon Sports, Christian Miller goes to Washington. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sport. Thing or on the bleachers, however, whatever you call it, and he's giving a speech, right? And then after that, we get back on the plane, go right back to, to Tuscaloosa. It's crazy how fast it works. It's like a quick day trip. It, it's amazing how <laughs> you just get on a plane, go to the go to the White House, celebrate, take all these see photos, the see meet the president, and then you just write. You're in the dorms that night, <laughs> and you just think back on <laughs> go your from day. The dorms, the White morning. House, back to the dorms that quick. But uh, but with Trump, I mean, after his speech. I mean, he just congregated with us. He's like in the crowd and like Secret Service is like freaking out, like trying to get him to come on. Because again, like we're all kind of just, you know, in not in, we're not swarming him intentionally, but like people are like, he's just standing there shaking everybody's hand, just talking Y'all to us. Y'all were like on the steps, right? We were on the steps. Yeah, so with Obama, we were inside when we did the presentation. With with Trump, we were outside. So we, we were on the steps and I probably could show up a, a, show a, a photo that way you can get a better visual. Then afterwards, like I said, we kind of just congregated around him, just talking, and and uh, man, I mean, he just was shaking everybody's hand, and like Secret Service was trying to flag him, like come on, like and you could tell they were stressed out, right? I mean, because they're trying to keep eyes on and make sure, you know, right even though so, you've gone through fifty-seven checkpoints, they, yeah, even though they they don't take it any chance, but but he kept telling him, he's like, oh, I'm I'm good, I'm good. And just kept hanging around, and uh, that's when J.K. asked, I'm like, I was like. Uh, Almost in, I say in line. We weren't in line, but I was. It was almost my time to just say, "Hey," because I wanted to get a picture with him. Um, so yeah, I want to selfie with the president. Absolutely. And um, I don't have so many people so mad about this. I, I posted a picture. I'm it's so funny. The comments were like, "So many people are so mad." I'm like, "It's a freaking president." I don't. Yeah. I don't care. You know Dang. what I mean? Like, it's the president. Like, I'm just. I, who else would say they took a picture of the president for saying that? Because it angers me. Angers. No, it doesn't anger. No, I, I get it. Bothers it bothers me when teams don't go for political reasons. Right. Put your politics aside. Go have your picture made with the president. Uh, and whether I, it's Obama or Trump. Yeah. And, and, no and, matter. And it was, you know, the funny thing. Well, I'll finish this real quick first. So I'm right about to ask it, you know, just greet him and, and ask if I can just get a quick picture. And J.K. is right in front of me. Then J.K., you know, shakes his hand and says, Mr. President, would you mind if I pray for you? And awesome. He, he just looked at it. He's like. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. So we, we all just kind of lock up as if we do, like, as teammates, we do it all the time, locker room, whatnot. 
and JK just prays for him. And there's like a really cool shot of it, like a picture of it. And I was like, that's the coolest thing. I, like you see me, JK, and other guys around. I'm like, I have a picture of praying with the president. It's like, awesome. I did not expect that coming here, but that's so cool to see. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was just so interesting how different those trips were. Um, but I guess now, you know, that, you know, we've gotten to know Trump a little bit more. We understand he, he's definitely not the, the, the most routine president. No. Right? He's very, very much casual and whatnot. So it, it makes sense. But it just at the time, I'm like, this is just crazy to me. I'm like the president just casually just hanging out with the team right now. Did they feed you? I'm just going to ask some bizarre questions here. But did, did they have a, a lunch or a buffet or anything like that? Yeah, man, that's a great question. I, I want to say we had like food, like like on the bus or something. Because again, the trip is kind of uh, quick. I mean, yeah. like uh, the security is probably the longest part, right? I mean, yeah, we get a tour a little bit, but it, it's quick. I mean, I want to say like they, I don't know who provided the food, but it was probably like like to go food, right? Like a box lunch or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But you didn't like dine. Yeah, in the no, White no. House. I, okay. I would definitely remember if we dined. Yeah, I, I don't think we did. There was probably like box lunches for us, but yeah. um, no. Nah, I mean, like I said, it was. Great experience both times, and that's no knock on Obama. He was he was you know a nice guy as well. I just, we didn't really get to actually, you know, speak with him and, and really um, greet him like we did Trump. But I always thought it was so interesting. But yeah, oh man, I had so many people in my comments after I posted. That. I'm like, I'm sorry if I offended you, but look, it's the president. Like I'm gonna post a picture. It's, yeah, it's my it's my page, right? Like I don't know why you're you're mad at me. Like I'm not the president. <laughs> I just wanted a picture of the president. Checking out the scenery, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, this what's, is an experience. You know what's funny too? Before the trip, we had a handful of guys in the locker room. I don't, don't want to go. I don't want to. I don't like him. I don't want to go. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm sure there's a. And then Coach Saban had a discussion with us about you know going. He was like, you know, respect everybody's decisions. But what's so funny was majority of those people saying all that crap in the locker room before we went. Or the same ones asking for pictures when we when they're talking to him <laughs> and on the bus and playing right like, damn, he's actually not bad. Yeah, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're just talking That's all that awesome. crap in the locker. <laughs> if, if y'all ever heard the story, I I should call Jay and get him to tell you the story of Jay Barker when um, Gene Stallings and Alabama's '92 national championship team went to see uh, Clinton. Huh? It's kind of funny. Uh, I'll share that on the other side of the break as you listen to Big Noon Sports. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Late- 
Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cool afternoon with a sunny sky, the high today 56. Another freeze tonight, the sky clear, the low at 30. And a warming trend ahead tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow 63, the high Thursday 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 49 degrees in Tuscaloosa. NCAA basketball tournament actually starts tonight. We got a couple of games tonight and then uh, a couple more tomorrow. Play in that will narrow the team to a field of 64. But most of the college basketball world will be eyeballing Birmingham, Alabama for good reason. You got Houston, you got Alabama, uh, and you got Auburn. Um, yep. Like I said, Christian, they hit we hit the lottery. It really did. And while people are focused on March Madness, you know what I'm paying attention to? That's Arch Madness. And that's at the Good oh, Feet store. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's Arch as in Good Feet Arch Supports. That's right. Arch Madness. If you have foot, knee, hip, or back pain like myself from playing football for so long, they can help. The Good Feet store will personally fit you with these Arch Supports designed to alleviate and even eliminate your pain. You just try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. It's, it's free. It's, there's no obligation. Personalized fitting. You just go in there. You like them. You can wear them on out of the store. So if you're looking to raise your game and get out of that pain, Go to the Good Feet store. They have you covered. Stop in for a free personalized fitting today. Again, in Tuscaloosa, that's Midtown Village. Uh, if you need to find the nearest location near you, go to thegoodfeet.com and find the nearest store. Again, that's thegoodfeet.com. Good Feet, helping people out two feet at a time. Arch Madness. That's good. That's gold, man. Okay, who, who came up with that? Was that is that you? I wish I, I could take credit. I, I, I wish I could take credit for I it. I do too. Hey, no, that's that's part of their campaign right now, and, and I'm all for it. I, I, again, I, I love those people there. They're, they're so creative, and they're just so nice, and they just do a lot of great stuff. But yeah, that's Arch Madness. But I'm also paying Arch attention Madness. to Madness. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> Arch Madness. I'm also paying attention to March Madness as well. I, I, I've filled out brackets in the past just for fun. But again, I know I say this all the time, and I, I probably sound so lame, but it's, it's true. I'm just this time of year, like when I was in, in college, like we're gearing up for spring ball. I feel like actually when I was in college, we would have started by now because sometimes we did our first practice before did. spring break. Yeah. We'll have one practice, which was the most interesting thing. We do one practice. And then everybody go to the beach for a week. Then it's like we come back and oh, get you start all over again. Yeah, you restart. <laughs> and I, I didn't necessarily understand it, but now I think about it. It's almost like I'm wondering if it's like, hey. We want to get in these. We want to instill in them before they go on this break. 
hey, don't forget what you're coming back to. Don't go out there and do anything stupid. You got to come back here. We got business to tend to. So we're going to get your feet wet a little bit. We're going to have this one practice so it's fresh on your mind. And, and, and it almost probably does encourage us guys because then, you know, you get antsy. You want to start playing football. So you're on this break and all you're thinking about is, damn, I can't wait to get back on the field. So maybe that was part so of the strategy. It's a football I don't know. hors d'oeuvre. Honestly, probably not. But look, they they, they say Coach Saban uh, controls the weather in Tuscaloosa, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if he was scheduling things that way. I ask people this all the time. I get the same answer. Uh, if he were the CEO of Disney, Disney would be the most profitable business on the planet. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, people, he's a smart man. Hey, I mean, people write him in on, on ballots, right, for, yeah. for for positions, right? They try to get him to run for office. I think he actually make a great politician. I do, too. I don't think he would like his job one bit, but I think he would be damn good at it. Because he could cut people up, and then he could yeah. stroke them. You know? yeah. I mean, he's just uh, – and then, you know, if he needed to play the middle ground, he would. All right, <clears throat> quickly, I told you I'd tell the story about Alabama going – to the White House when they won the 92 National Championship. Jay was, he was quarterback. So, I mean, he's right he's there with Gene Stallings, yeah. okay? And um, they're all sitting on the steps and they're waiting. And Clinton is late. And <laughs> I'm not talking about five minutes. And, and Gene Stallings is sitting there literally on the White House steps with Jay Barker <laughs> looking at his watch. And Jay said he starts doing the thumping, tapping, and he gets, at one point, he looked at Jay and said, come on, let's go. <laughs> just, everybody get back on the plane. <laughs> if he's not going to be on time, by golly, we're going back to Tuscaloosa. We got our team photo. We'll just, well, maybe there, there might not have been Photoshop back then. Dang. But nowadays, you can just Photoshop people yeah. in the picture. You can take a photo now and Photoshop anybody in there. <laughs> Look, there's Matt with, uh, I don't know, hey, Joe anybody, Biden. You like, hey, there you go. I don't know if you like that one. <laughs> no, but he's a president. I think if, if the opportunity presented itself, and you know what? I'm going to get beat up for saying this. I would have my picture made and say, he's a president. No, it's true. Now, maybe he's not the greatest we've ever had. Sure. I don't agree with him, but it's a, I, I just I have a respect for the office. I agree. Um, but did they have just, when you got off the plane in D.C., was it just pretty much like you were going to a game? I mean, the buses were there. Y'all all got on buses, and you literally went straight to the White House? Yeah, we, we, we pulled up to the designated area, and like I said, I mean, you, obviously there's barricades and, and all type of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, just follow the directions. I, I, don't improvise, <laughs> right? You might get shot but, Yeah, something. right, that's so why I was like, even like I'm like going to the restroom, like, uh, is this is this available? <laughs> like, I, I don't want to accidentally go in the wrong room, right? Like, <laughs> like no. they, they, but they made it clear, like, oh, you can go to the library, the red room, the green room. Like, you can go in these rooms. Just, obviously, there's certain areas that are off limits. But they kept us in order. I mean, and people well, would follow the rules. You guys have respect. 100%. You probably didn't need order. We didn't. You knew. You're, you're young adults. You knew how to handle yourself. Yeah, you probably knew better, too. Like I said, it's probably not the best place to play around. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> not to mention... Uh, just being out of line in the White House, but I imagine if something like that occurred, you would not fall in good favor with Nick Saban. Absolutely not. Back with our second hour here as you're listening to Big Noon Sports, Matt Larson Christian. 
probably seen their clothing around town on game days. But check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to r and and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tuscaloosa weather. A cool afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today, 56. Another freeze tonight. The sky clear. The low at 30. Then a warming trend ahead tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow, 63. The high Thursday, 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 49 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. Back to hour number two, Big Noon Sports. You can join us on our website, bignoonsports.com. Also, at Big Noon Sports. And go to the Tide, the local website here in Tuscaloosa. Go to their website or our website, and you can click through and listen as uh, we come to you live from the studios right here in Tuscaloosa. NCAA tournament is beginning tonight. Texas A&M Corpus Christi will be taking on Southeast Missouri State. The winner of that game... It's a privilege of coming to Birmingham and playing the Alabama Crimson Tide. The other game tonight, and I like this one. I don't know much about Corpus Christi and Southeast Missouri State. Mississippi State, Pittsburgh. I know a lot about Mississippi State and a little bit more uh, about Pittsburgh, some of the other teams. That ought to be a really good game. And to this day, and maybe my answer is found in the one and only Joe Gaither. I have never found a suitable answer to why two 11 seeds. Why do, why do the 11s 
get buried. Why wouldn't you do the 16s and then the 15s? Well, I think just, the 16s here, when you, when you think about tonight, you get a lot of automatic qualifiers from smaller conferences. So you don't want to give an automatic qualifier that maybe doesn't deserve it, like an A&M, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, an 11 seed. Uh, Mississippi State obviously got in as an at-large, Pittsburgh as well. Uh, no, no, did Pittsburgh win the ACC conference? They, they won the, the regular season, right? They won one or the other. Right. So I, I, I think the 11s here are just kind of the at-larges where they, they uh, didn't want to subject. Look at the other 16s, Texas Southern or Fairleigh Dickinson as 16s, uh, those conference champions. I believe they didn't want to oversee Texas Southern at 14 and 20, uh, give them more than a 16 seed. Well, but, but um, I'm, not asking, I'm not asking the question properly here. I'm so lost right now. I'm looking. The, I mean, this is. I, I don't even know. This is how many teams. Like, how do people? Christian. How do people watch all these games? There's no way. All in a row, back to back to back to back. Is to that back. really how it goes? Um, you, yeah, well, you want to watch it properly? You gotta get three how, how bad is it? I'm over here doing. I have a whole sports show. I do. I have. <laughs> I'm like new to this. I'm looking at this. I'm We're like, how bringing are you? you along, man. Because yeah, let me tell you, this show is what eighty percent football. Yeah. So who do we go to? Yeah. You. Yeah. You got a basketball question? Ask Joe. Don't yeah. ask me. Right. Huh? Just yeah, I, I, dude, uh, you, you, you know good. But my, my dad knows more than I than I. Uh, no, I it's been my life, though. I yeah. mean, I've been a sports guy for a, for a very very long time. How been close so have blessed. you gotten on one of these? What's the best you've ever done? I won one. Here's the last one I won was when Michigan State won it. And when you say Joe, were either one of y'all? We had team Cleves. We would do. We did a big one. So you just got the most right, or you guessed it right? How does that? Like you you didn't get all of them right. No, that's that's it. That's never been done. Has it? I don't think so. Has never been done. That's why ESPN pays a million dollars if you can. Now, does our site? At Tide, does it go? <laughs> does it go there, and you can they pay, you they, can enter the one for a million dollars through our site? Or? No, unfortunately. Okay, not. okay. Shoot, I might feel like I have to pay hundred of them if I, they're giving out a million dollars. Is there yeah. a limit? I might just. Finish. Yeah, okay. It's it's football and money. What's your what's anything your we need to go to is Christian Miller, <laughs> money and football. What? I'm just trying to increase and, the and, odds, and, right? <laughs> and one hundred does it. It's better than one. Yeah. Matt, that now, to that Michigan State national title. What's your memory of Mateen Cleves rolling? Uh, ter- hurting both his ankles, crying through the pain, and leading the Spartans to a title. It was just an amazing show. That's, that's it one it of my reminded me, and I'm really, really showing my age here, it reminded me of Willis Reed. Did you ever see that video? Uh, uh, this is the Knicks back in the heyday, back in the 70s, when they had uh, Frazier and uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe. All right, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick here. I'm Again, going off the side. Those goes his name. Earl the Pearl. Alabama native. Uh, your dad, Earl the Pearl. Dad, ask your dad. Earl the Pearl. Uh, ask him. an Alabama native. No, I'm just uh, saying the names. The right, we talked about that one time. I said those names back then, man. There's nothing better than, than a, a name uh, from like the 80s. And they called... Frazier, they called him Clyde because, man, he would dress. He had these fur coats and these hats and Clyde to Glide. Kind of like Cam Newton. Uh, he was he Cam Newton short before thing. Cam Newton. Some of Cam stuff's a little out there, don't you think? Nah, the shorts is, and I, the hat? I, but I, um, they, they got on him one time. He came in the team meeting room. And, and again, shorter shorts are the thing. Was fun. I used to wear shorter khaki sometimes. You got on now. Oh, yeah. These with Nike with a Yellowstone shorts. fur jacket. I, uh, dude, I, I just threw something on. I've been just around my house. I don't know what I have on right now. I have like half workout uh, uh, gear, half, half work gear for around my house. No, but he came in the meeting like feather on his hat. His shorts were probably like four inch shorts. I mean, they were short, short. Like they're like, like, Versace shorts, 
Like, I mean, like you, I, I, what's crazy, this outfit was probably so expensive, but it was the most random thing we'd ever see. We all just, Norman, we were used to how you dressed, but then <laughs> this day, I remember we all just kind of bust out laughing. We were like, all right, come on, man. Really? Like, Cam. Yeah, you, 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 you did. You outdid yourself on this one. But the scarf, like Versace scarves. He made it work for himself, though. Did I he mean, end up designing something on his own, though? I have no clue. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I tell everybody this. So everybody has an impression of him just because how, you know, they see him. Man, he's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. And he's so nice. He's down to earth. Just a real cool dude. Like, had nicknames for every single person on the team. Didn't matter if you were undrafted free agent to a 10-year vet. He came so he had 53, 60 nicknames? He had nicknames for every what single person. Oh, mine? Yeah. Deacon Sheriff. Cause Deacon I used to have, Sheriff. Yeah, yeah. So at first it was Deacon. And I don't even think he knew my dad was called Pastor of Pain. That was my next question. Well, I, I, unless he did some background on me. I mean, he knew I went to Alabama because the first thing he said to me once I got drafted, I got in the building, he he, he, he brought he that up. It. Oh, yeah. He, he, he's like, yeah, I know you went to Alabama. Yeah, he We're not going to talk about that right now. Second like, half. Damn. Yeah, no. Nah, he, yeah, he, he, he was very well aware that I came from Alabama. But, yeah, Deacon Sheriff, he... Uh, the mustache I used to rock. He said I look like a deacon, and then everybody kept calling me the sheriff. You know, I wore fifty, like five zero. Oh, okay, sheriff five zero. So oh. Yeah, okay. so it came to it, it, it had the mustache, so it came together. He joined him, oh. deacon sheriff. Um, when we first started doing the show, I was trying to you know my due diligence here to get more information. I knew you from a player, obviously, but you know want to know other things about your life and so i googled i'd get stories and all that and then up popped that you sporting that stash on the sidelines yeah in the, in the carolina uniform and i just went what's he trying to do yeah uh, but i mean at the time <laughs> go with it well i i again i'm just an old school kind of guy and i feel yeah. like it kind of fit my character you know i mean again before i quit now but i mean i was chewing copenhagen i just you know just wearing my jeans I, and that's that was me so i mean it just fit uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not encouraging people to chew. I, I, I quit doing that. Uh, I, I, I encourage you not to chew tobacco. But it, it, yes, I used to have that mustache with a lip full of dip, and yeah, it was it was quite the quite the sight. <laughs> uh, back. To- <laughs> oh, See, great. here's what's going to happen because we're all going to end up being in the same studio here for a while, and these shows are going to be off the charts. Uh, okay, tonight. Uh, you've got uh, Texas A&M Christ, Corpus Christi versus Southeast Missouri State. And then the other one is Mississippi State Pitt. Is that right? Uh, so that's pretty good basketball to watch tonight. I'm struggling with whether or not I'm going to go watch UAB. Got tickets, got my pass. Uh, they play tonight, Bartow Arena in Birmingham at 6.30. But uh, as I told you in the first hour, i got two grandsons that are playing Little League. And then um, this is a night we gather for my church. I'm really at a crossroads here. Or I could sit at home and watch Mississippi State in Pittsburgh. But I'll, anyway. I'll probably check that one out. Only because, you know, Mississippi State, you got an SEC team. Yeah. Um, I'll probably try to tune into that. I'm going to yeah. try my best, man. I'm going yeah. to try to keep up with these. Okay. I can't well, make any guarantees, but I'm going to try. Oh, uh, true confessions here. Christian Miller on Big Noon Sports. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those guys that when you see any of these teams in the bracket, okay, like Arkansas and Illinois, mm-hmm. you pulling for the Hogs? Well, kind of just because it's SEC. Right. Yeah, if I had to choose between the two, yes. But, like, if, if, if 
them winning that game is a threat to Alabama, right. or, then obviously I won't. But yeah, typically I try to cheer for SEC uh, teams when tournaments or, you know, so to speak, those kind of things are going on. If it's good for the league, yeah, if it's I'm good for all the for it. Yeah. Um, but if, um, and you just described it perfectly. But if it's some. How hinders Alabama? Yeah. yeah, if it's detrimental to Alabama no, in any way, then no. That. Yeah, I can't do it. But then some people will claim that it's detrimental if any of these other teams win because it hurts Alabama's recruiting and it doesn't give them the credit. You know, I, don't, well, that's, I, don't. I mean, that's a fair point. I didn't think about that. I mean, that's a fair point. But here's my thing, Matt. Just like football uh, here at Alabama, I mean, winning recruits itself, right? That's what Coach Saban, they always Absolutely. say, hey, Coach, what do you do? Uh, he wins. Right, I mean that's what's. I'm not. That's the only not the only thing that sold me. But what caught my attention? Uh, it's the top team in the country that wins consistently. Why would I not want to play there? Ask any other top recruit. The reason they want to play here is because we win consistently. They want to play with the best. So what Nate Oates is establishing here is going to recruit for itself. It's not going to matter if Arkansas or Mississippi State or Texas A&M wins a few games in this tournament because they're seeing what Nate Oates is building and they're going to want to be a part of that. Like it. Recruits gravitate towards programs like this. That's why I love what Coach Oates is building because it's going to recruit itself. And like, it's almost one of those things. Like, once you get it going, it operates itself. He's not going to have to do as much. That's kind of how these programs work. Same. I mean, you look at Georgia. Coach, Coach Smart's not going to have to recruit as hard as he he once did, probably because look, these guys are going to say these guys went back to back. They're they're, they're winning. You see what I mean? So I think it's the same thing with Alabama winning basketball. Breeds winning. Yeah, winning breeds winning, and it and it it, it, it attracts. Winners, best of the best. I mean, look at me and my dad were talking on our podcast last night. South Carolina women's basketball. Dawn Staley, what she's doing. I mean, you see incredible. the odds of them winning it all was like less than, uh, you know, even money. Wow. And they are as dominant right now as UConn was just a few years ago. Yep. And then back in the day when uh, Pat Summit was at Tennessee. You know, do you remember Tennessee's women's basketball just used to kick people's butts? I've heard a lot about Pat Summit. I, I'd be She's lying if I said I watched it, but yeah, no, I've, yeah. I've heard so much about Pat Summit. Where is Lamar Jackson going to play football next year? We're going to get the answer from Baltimore. Bruce Cunningham is next on Big News Board. More Big Noon Sports coming up. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, everybody. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A cool afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today, 56. Another freeze tonight. The sky clear. The low at 30. And a warming trend ahead tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow, 63. The high Thursday, 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 49 degrees in Tuscaloosa. What's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Back on Big News Sports, Christian Miller, Matt Coulter, and Bruce Cunningham. Long time Baltimore, Maryland Ravens guy. You may have seen him in Mobile, Huntsville, or... Did you work in every market in this state, Bruce? <laughs> I missed out on Montgomery and okay. Dothan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I guess I'm willing to go back and try. You know, I guess. You know, right? 
Yeah, hey, we welcome you back, man. Uh, you know, for a guy that technically you're not a northerner, but, you know, you fit in really well. Um, well, yeah, thank you. You know, I, I used to hear that all the time when I lived down there in Alabama. You know, I'm from Virginia, and I would always say that. You know, well, I'm from Virginia, and, and I would hear, well, that's not from the south, and I always said the same thing. The Union Army sure is hell thought Virginia. You're right. <laughs> yep. You are so right. Um Anyway, uh, Bruce, how long were you with the Ravens? 20, 25 years? Something like 20 that? Years. 20, 20 years. 20 years. Recently, and you retired your TV gig, didn't you? I did. What are you doing with yourself? Nothing. That's Good. the great part about all this. You know, I wake up in the morning, I got nowhere to be. So I find myself emceeing a lot of banquets and things like that. And just, uh, you know, other than that, not doing anything at all. I love it. <laughs> so, so you're on the uh, dinner plate chicken tour. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. All right. All right. You, we know you know all. What is the latest, as of 10 minutes ago, on Lamar Jackson? Man, I wish this story would go away, you know, first of all. Uh, well, it, uh, they came out with some figures this morning. I'm pretty sure the uh, the Ravens leaked them out. Uh, and, and it was a three-year deal, $133 million, and I think uh, $140. 25 of that or something like that was guaranteed. Here's the problem. Well, actually, there's two problems. Number one is Lamar's insisting on a guaranteed contract. He's missed the end of the last two seasons with injuries. The other problem is he doesn't have an agent. And so there's been nobody to guide this process. Matt, I tell everybody, if Lamar had an agent, this would have been done last spring. There's nobody to guide him in the right direction or tell him what's a good deal and what isn't. He's just fixated on that guaranteed contract. The one thing I've learned about covering the NFL all these years is is how competitive the money situation is. And let me explain what I mean. Lamar's looking up there at Cleveland, and he's saying, well, I'm better than him, and he got a guaranteed contract. Well, I got to have a guaranteed contract. So he hasn't budged off of that. And again, had there been an agent in place, you know, he might have been able to budge off of that, but he hasn't. And so here we are. Uh, he's got one option this year. He can either play for the Ravens or the option is he can hold out. He can just sit out the whole season, which no one really expects him to do. But uh, when you have a quarterback that runs that much, when you have a quarterback that takes that many hits, you'd be foolish to guarantee a contract. There has been one guaranteed contract in the history of the NFL, and that's that one sitting up there in Cleveland, and that's causing the problem. It's tearing this town apart, and I, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, Lamar has just about lost the fan base here. Wow. Which I would have told you is not possible. You know, I mean, the fans here loved him so much. But nobody could understand what's going on here because Lamar simply won't back off that guaranteed contract. So the Ravens know, uh, and they put the, you know, the, the first tag on him, not the big tag, but the first one that says he can negotiate with other teams. They know that nobody's going to, uh, you know, assign him to an offer sheet if he wants guaranteed money. And even if they do, then the Ravens get two number ones out of it. So they're in a no-lose situation. And the thing I want you to understand, Matt, is that the GM of the Ravens, Eric DaCosta, uh, is an acolyte of Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie basically raised him from a pup. And uh, he does everything the way Ozzie would have done it. And I think Ozzie would have laughed Lamar out of his office if, if he asked for a guaranteed contract. When you're negotiating a contract, it's the team's uh, job to tell uh, you know the player's agent why he doesn't deserve it, and it's the agent's job to say why he does deserve it. Well, there's no agent there, so you, you got the possibility of hurt feelings. It, it's just the biggest mess I've ever seen, and I can tell you this: in, in all my years in the NFL, I've never seen anything like it. Wow, 
Bruce, yeah. Me, Glad you asked. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, Bruce, let me ask you, though. I mean, I mean, don't you feel it's one of those situations where if he was truly the guy for them, they would pay him what he needs? I mean, it, it, you look at other teams, and, and when they feel like, you know, they have the quarterback that, that they're looking forward to lead their franchise, that they, they have trust in, they pretty much are willing to pay them whatever they desire. And I feel yeah, like and the, you're not you know, seeing that here with Lamar. And and I, I get it. You know, teams have to protect themselves in, in these situations. But I also see his side of me as a you know, player myself. It's just one of those things where, you know, he knows his value. I mean, we're talking about a guy that was league MVP. Uh, sure, you know, unanimous league MVP. Right. And he's unlike any other quarterback. And, and he he's perfect for them. Like you said, it. you alluded to that. You know, the community loves him. He's, he does great things throughout Baltimore. Um, I think it's, it is sad that they're to this point, but you're right though, without him having an agent and they're, you know, negotiating directly, it, 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 it's a lot easier to step on toes and to damage those relationships. That's why it is kind of nice to, to have, you know, almost a middleman that way you're not dealing directly. But, um, my, my question to you is, I mean, do you think at this point, um, the damage is already done? I mean, uh, if, if you follow him on Twitter, I'm sure you do. I mean, you, you see oh, yeah. there's reports where they'll say he turned down a $200 million guaranteed contract and then, He's, you know, uh, responding with a, a meme, basically saying that's cap. Which, if people don't know what that means, that's lingo for that's you're full of crap. Like that's that's not yeah. true. Um, <laughs> so now, now we, you know, we <laughs> we don't really know what's the truth, right? I mean, because there's Adam Schefter and, and and people are reporting one thing and he's saying otherwise. So, do you think at this point well, it's just too strained to even to compromise no. and find a middle ground? No, I think they can find some middle ground, uh, but uh, you know. You've got you've got nobody in Lamar's ear. You know you got nobody telling him when he's right. You got nobody telling him when he's wrong, and, and that's the crux of the problem. The amount of the contract is not a problem. The Ravens would pay him whatever amount he asked for. It's mm-hmm. the guarantee that's holding everything up. Right. You play ball. You can understand in the NFL when you got a quarterback that plays the way Lamar plays. And let's be honest, he's a generational talent. Right. You know. He, he, when I was when I was in middle school in Virginia, we had an ABA franchise called the Virginia Squires, and I would go see Dr. J play his rookie year, and I would walk out of that building thinking, you know, I saw something today that I'd never seen before, and I never got that feeling again until I saw Lamar Jackson play. So let, let's be real honest here: he is a generational talent. He is worth whatever he wants. The Ravens have acknowledged that, but it's the guarantee that's holding everything up. Sure. Now, does he want that guarantee because he really wants to make sure that his money is secure, or does he want it more for pride because he wants what Deshaun got? That's exactly what it is. He's looking at Deshaun. And let me repeat what I said earlier about the competitive nature of salary in, in pro sports. You know, player A looks at player B and says, well, I'm better than player B, so I should be making what he makes and then some. That's how these things escalate, and that's why we are where we are today. Um, I'm, and as far as actual information coming out, um, uh, if you've covered professional sports, the agents always provide the information as far as negotiations. You know, always they have reporters uh, covet and, and cultivate these uh, these these uh, agents, and th- so there's not even any of that coming out. Every once in a while, <clears throat> somebody from the organization, excuse me, <clears throat> will talk to Adam Schefter or somebody like that and leak out some information, which is where those figures came today that mm-hmm. came out. Um, but other than that, there's there's no information coming out whatsoever, you know. And, and I do a show on local radio here, and for the last year and a half, this has been all we talk about every single day. And I'm about to climb the walls, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. Yeah, we, there's a lot of stuff that we always have to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're kind of tired of talking about this Brandon Miller situation. If you want to jump into that one, but yeah. we're not going there today. No, we better not. And, and so you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Then absolutely. You know? Yeah. No. It, <laughs> so let, let me ask you this though. So say Lamar's still not satisfied, and they, there's no middle ground. I'm sure they will figure something out. And and I don't think this is in his nature because we saw him play this past season without a deal. But at this point, do you see him sitting out for a, a period of time uh, to really hold out and, and force their hand, or do you, do you think he still is going to? You know, where do you where do you see, see it going from here? I'm not ruling anything out, but where I see it going is that uh, eventually the light's going to go on above Lamar's head, and he's going to realize what the situation is, and he's going to go ahead and take uh, you know the Ravens' offer, which is really generous. I misspoke on the guarantee. There's 133 million dollars of that that is guaranteed. 133 million, you know, that's that's a pretty good size guarantee. Uh, But it's all about pride. It's not about taking care of his family or anything like that. It's all about pride and all about uh, Deshaun Watson. It was interesting. Ravens owner Steve Bishotti hardly ever talks to the media, uh, but he did at the NFL meetings last spring, and it was right after Watson had signed that contract. And Bashadi spoke carefully, but he was saying things like, you know, uh, the league's not happy about this. You know, other owners are going to have a lot to say. And then here was the telling statement he said last spring. Uh, if other teams want to do it, fine, but we're not going to do it. So, you know, that's what we've been going on. And I got a feeling the Ravens aren't going to budge off of that. So the ball is, as it always has been, in Lamar's court. You know, he can choose to back off that guarantee or, you know, he can he can just not play. Uh, either either way is bad for the Ravens. But, again, if somebody does sign into an offer sheet, there's two number ones there. So it looks like a win-win to me. So I don't know. I don't know. I And then I ask people all the time, well, okay, people want to trade him. Well, go ahead and trade him. Who's going to play quarterback next year? And I get blank looks, you know. And if you're in the AFC North, uh, every team in the AFC North has a quarterback, you know. You don't want to be the only one without one. Pittsburgh last year, that rookie, Kenny Pickett, he played pretty well. So everybody's set except Baltimore. And the sad thing is they might have a Super Bowl team aside from uh, aside from uh, Lamar. You know, they got a really nice team coming back. So who knows? Who knows? Hey, Bruce, since you got nothing to do, will you hold on through a break, do another segment with us? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I get the feeling at times that Baltimore's kind of carrying the banner for the rest of the NFL owners. We can't give in to another guaranteed contract. We'll talk about that, and I want to go Aaron Rodgers on you, and then we're going to talk some brackets in the NCAA. Bruce Cunningham is our guest here on Big Noon Sports. This is Big Noon Sports with Lars, Matt, and Christian. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. I like two, him. I like Cobb. Two former. Uh, well, I just heard about. I just heard about Cobb. I didn't hear about the other one. But yeah. see, here we go. Yeah, you're going to see. There's going to be a bit of a migration there. Yeah, yeah they're, they're How much can everybody? Make them, I don't know. <laughs> you know, Buffalo's really good, and as I mentioned, I'm really bullish on Miami going into next year too. Yeah. Is it who? Who would you say is your top? young quarterback in the league right now because we've been talking about Lamar we've mentioned Tua now and just mentioned Buffalo they got Josh Allen out of all these young quarterbacks there's a lot of good young talent you know Patrick Mahomes obviously I mean that might be your first choice I mean but besides well, him let's kind of Mahomes take him would out. be my first yeah. five picks okay <laughs> there you go, yeah. Mahomes would be one through five uh six I'd probably go Josh Allen yeah, okay um, Seven. What about, uh, what about, know, what about Burrow? You know, I don't know if you, you know, Lars well, has a man, you know Lars has a man right. crush I, on Joe Burrow. So I, I might go Burrow there. I might. <laughs> I'm, know, a, I'm a Josh Allen guy, but Burrow well, Josh would be Allen, he just, right there. 
But again, you know, he's like Lamar. He runs it a lot, and he gets hit a lot, you know, and that's going to start to catch up with him. He's so. got the frame, at least, though. He's a lot. <laughs> he's yeah, a, a big boy. Yeah, hey, but you know what? Big guys hit the ground, too, though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's what they say. <laughs> what about in this draft class? What about in this draft class? You got you got the three guys everybody's talking about potentially being the number one pick. Anthony Richardson is a name that's been brought up there recently, but you know, obviously C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Out of those three guys, you're the Panthers GM, you're Scott Fitter. Who are you taking with the number one pick? You know what? It's it's interesting you'd phrase it that way because I hear they like the Kentucky kid better than anybody. Yeah, well, let's throw him in there too. Yeah, I heard, I've heard, I heard that, yeah. that they really, he really wowed them. And I think the Panthers, uh, I think that would be a wise pick for them. I do. Um, but the Panthers, they're, they're a mess. They're almost as bad as the Dolphins. You know, no one knows. He's right. Unfortunately, I agree. No, I mean, I, agree. <laughs> I hate to say, I can say that in this market. I won't say it there. Yeah, I agree with them. Yeah. Well, you know what? They had a football guy <clears throat> when they were an expansion team, Jerry Richardson, who yeah. understood football. You know, he played in the NFL, and they were running on first-class way. But since he's out of the picture, those people don't know what they're doing. And, and they're kind of squandering one of the bright new markets in the NFL. And there's talk among the other owners uh, about that franchise and about the direction it's taking. So I would watch them very closely on, on draft day. Yeah, you, I really you, know you're, you know what you're talking about, because I, I hate to say that, but that's a common complaint. Is And, and again, I, no disrespect to the current owner, uh, David Tepper, but he does like to have his hand in a lot of things. And yeah. I, that's exactly what you're referring to. He, I, I don't know if he's he, – he likes to make a lot of decisions – for himself, and I get it, he's the owner, but sometimes it's best that you allow the people that you've hired that have experience in these departments, you let them take care of these things and make those decisions because that's what they're brought in for. So it's funny you say that. So you're, you're, you're well-versed with, with Carolina, I can tell. He's <laughs> well, Bruce is in there you know, the, the reason, Yeah, he gets the, it. The reason that the Ravens are competitive year in and year out, and, and they are, they're one of the winningest franchises in the league, one of the most stable franchises in the league, is because their owner does not involve himself in football at all. He's strictly the business side. And he, uh, now, true, he had the luxury of having Ozzie Newsom all those years, you know, who he absolutely completely trusted. But Ozzie should be in a Hall of Fame twice. They should put him in as an executive, too. You know, that man won two Super Bowls 13 years apart. Wow. With, with only one player in common on both teams, and that's Ray Lewis. That's how good Ozzy was. But you can you can be like the Ravens owner Steve Bashotti, or you can be like uh, you can be like Jerry Jones. And if you look at the Dallas masthead, he's literally listed as their general manager. How <laughs> he is? How so in the world wrong. can you be an owner and a GM? And you see why Dallas falls short every year now, yep. don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Spot on, um, Bruce. Uh, because we have time, because I want to, and I want to, you to finish this thing off, I, I want to tell a story about Bruce and myself. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we can, really, it's not that bad. Uh, it's just, I, I guess one of the players in this story is just kind of grotesque. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, believe it or not, Bruce and I uh, will be philanthropic occasionally. And I, I don't know, I did it for almost 10 years. I was the host of the muscular dystrophy jerry lewis telethon you did it longer than that didn't you yeah i probably did you know i did it in richmond and then i did it again in baltimore so it's probably around 20 years so um but they have this what they call mc convention and, <laughs> and basically what they do is they take all of us and we stay at what the beverly hills hilton we did that and, and then they they took us to las vegas other years and i i describe that to people all the time imagine a room 
filled with over 200 local TV people yep. all talking at once. Yeah. So, so what I would do is I would look for Matt. And I had another guy that I knew from West Palm named Kurt Fonger. You remember Kurt? Yeah, Matt? I do. Yeah, I do. I, w- I would seek my guys out, and we would sort of make our own party. So, yeah. All right. This- but anyway, the, one night they have the banquet, and, and we're all in there, and they're feeding us, and there's bottles of wine flowing oh, yeah. all over the place. And Jerry Lewis gets up, and he does his feel, and uh, Ed McMahon gets up there. I think Casey Kasin did before yeah. he passed. And anyway, everybody is just, it's wonderful. Uh, Lewis is telling jokes, McMahon's doing this and that. And so we end the party, and Bruce and Matt decide, they're going to go to Trader Vic's. I'm going to let you pick it up from there. Well, Trader Vic's <clears throat> is the hotel bar right, in the Beverly Hilton. So it's not like we had to you know, get a cab or anything. So we go down to the hotel bar, and uh, some other people filter down, You know, some that I knew and some that I didn't, from the telethon folks. So the group was probably, what, seven or eight probably? Yep. All right. I'm going to let Matt name the guy. All I'll say is there was a very, very famous porn star sitting at the bar. And it's just so weird to, to see the person. And the interesting thing about it, Matt, is that there were women in our group, and even the women didn't try they, to act like they didn't know. Oh, they knew. They knew. In fact, it was one of them. I think they pointed him out. Is that right? Did his name yeah. start with an R? It did. So you're familiar with his work. Or well, maybe not his work. Just oh, his God. I, I know the name, Matt. Uh, <laughs> it was Ron Jeremy. And by go. the way, except for, I guess, one feature, He's not a good-looking guy. I mean, no. he's got stringy hair. He's he's about as tall as Danny DeVito. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I remember. But we you were, know what? You know what? In that industry, they are great for height. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, you and I were sitting opposite the end of the bar, and we were yeah. just having a cocktail. And you and I were just talking sports or whatever, and then somebody pointed it out. It may have been one of the women anchors from Dallas or something. I don't know. Maybe. They yeah. said, hey, do y'all know who that is at the end of the bar? <laughs> and I, I think you and I almost spit our drinks out. But um, that was uh, among many of uh, the memorable occasions that Bruce and Matt have spent together. Come see us in Birmingham, Bruce, all right? Oh, man, I'd love to. And listen, NCAA tournament, if they both win their first game, Alabama versus Maryland, second round. How about that? Yeah, I was going to do a dive on um, Maryland to get you caught up on the – you to catch us up on the Terrapins. Uh, why not? Do it real quick. Tell us what time. All right, uh, I'll give you the Reader's Digest. Uh, First-year head coach Kevin Willard came in from Seton Hall. Guy's going to be great. He's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. He's got wow. fifth-year seniors and transfers. Uh, with this team. They've got a point guard that came in from Charlotte, of all places, who's their best player. Uh, but they're very inconsistent. They have trouble playing on the road, and Alabama should have no trouble at all. Well, they got to get past West Virginia, and that's Huggy Baby, so we'll see what happens We'll there. see. But yeah. you know what? My, my VCU Rams are out west, so I'll be keeping an eye on them, too. That's right. You are a Virginia Commonwealth University guy. They say if you graduate in the top 110% of your high school class, you can get into BCU. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it served you well, my friend. Thanks, Bruce. We'll talk again soon. Anytime, man. See you later. Bye. Uh, Bruce Cunningham, uh, obviously giving us an update on the NFL. Uh, tell them what I have always thought is a pretty funny story. People actually, when I tell it to two or three people, they go, ooh. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, when we come back, I want to, I want to, we're going to do the little popcorn thing. We're going to go to the movies. Can we do that? 
All right, we all? All right. Well. Joe Gaither's going to take us to break. When we get back, we're going to talk about air. You seen the trailers for air? We'll explain in a moment. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Fiore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cool afternoon with a sunny sky, the high today 56. Another freeze tonight, the sky clear, the low at 30. Then a warming trend ahead tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow 63, the high Thursday 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa. What's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Score! Back on Big Noon Sports. Lars will be back with us tomorrow. Christian Miller, Matt Coulter. The gang is here. All mics hot. Joe, once you in on this. Have you seen the trailers yet? And Christian, I don't think you have. And, and it's explainable. It's understandable why you, you might not have seen it because I think it just debuted this week. But uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are at it again uh, as they have teamed up to make a movie called Air. And this is a story. Basically, it's on Nike. Okay? And... The original Nike shoe salesperson, golly, George Raveling. I remember him was a USC bas- basketball coach. Um, but let me let me show you the trailer. But it's about Nike. 
and uh, the salesperson that, that started it. And it, it is about their quest to get Michael Jordan, which I think we can all agree, Michael Jordan put the swoosh in Nike. Yeah. I mean, he made their company. Do you have his original Nike shoes? Uh, not original. I mean, I have, you know, the Jordan and the ones and three. I have, you know, his shoes, but... They're worth yeah. a lot of money. I was about to say, no, no, original. no original. No originals. Those are probably, what, $200,000. Are they know? that high? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm making crazy. that up guessing, but I, I wouldn't be no. surprised. I mean, there's some some that go for, yeah, thousands already that aren't original. So, I mean, I can only imagine. And there are people that'll pay that much. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, I, I've got baseball cards. Uh, people pay a lot of money for those. People pay a lot of money for Pokemon cards, man. I don't even know if you know what Pokemon is, but you may. You got grandchildren, uh, but your children might have played Pokemon. I know uh, I did. My children, my, my son barely did, but he was really more interested in the baseball cards because that, mm. that's where he leaned. Yeah. But uh, these Pokemon cards, as of recently, I mean, we talked about Blake Martinez. He retired from he the retired. league, at linebacker. A Stanford guy? Yeah. And, and smart. I just saw some recently there saying how much he's made since then because I know they, he sold that one card and, like, you know, for 650000 600 Yeah. Well, they said he's already made a couple million since then. Did, yeah. did he ever say if that's what he started as a as a child? He started collecting. Were were those his own Pokemon cards? I don't. Or did he trade for? Them? I think he probably traded for them because you know you, what they. It's a, I could go on about this. They do these things where you can buy unopened boxes. Yeah. And they probably do it with baseball cards too. They do, but like they do. people preserve these boxes. I have some. And uh, yeah, I don't know how this became a trend recently, but people like will live stream them opening these packs and boxes. What we did do with Matt and these cards? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was about to say, I mean, you, you got, got some old, old cards. Ones, you, oh, that's I got, the I got you might have some gems 84. in there. Matt, you might have some gems. I got a lot of money, bro. Or he could well, probably sell the unopened packs for some good money too, though. That's what people are doing. This is a box, and it literally has every player. That they made a card on. And you never, I've just you never, never opened, it. opened it because Ooh. I know that oh, it, that keeps Matt. it in mint. Matt might, but I think there's a Mattingly rookie. Oh, Matt. there's some other stuff. Matt, Matt might be sitting on he might be ready for retirement. Whole, whole retirement. Okay. He doesn't even I hate know to it. burst you guys' bubble, <laughs> but somehow in a divorce, it just ended up in my backyard. Ooh. Oh no, no. So, several others. I had Stan Musial. I had Henry Aaron. I had Mays McCovey. Um, golly, I have no I idea these names, now. but they, 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 they sound impressive. I'm watching Joe's face, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, crap. Yeah, that's a good one. I have no clue who it is or who the card are. is. No, no clue, man, but I know there were some just based off of Joe's face. They got to be worth something. Well, and I had had I had them laminated. You know, I was smart. Uh, I will tell you this quick story on baseball cards. When I was young, and and many will find this hard to believe, Big Braves guy. Henry Aaron's my favorite athlete of all time. Got to meet him one time. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. Anyway, I did not like Pete Rose. In fact, I did not like Pete Rose at all. Mm. You know what I did with his cards when I got them? I mean, this this is what seven, eight-year-old dummies do. He scratch his face. Huh? You know, bicycle spokes. Wow. You remember how you, do yeah. you, know how you put a card in a bicycle yeah, sports and, and a flick? Yeah. I just tear Pete Rose's little funny bowl haircut off. You might have been tearing up $100,000 yeah, today. Did. He doesn't even know it. I did. Man. Oh, well, here's an update on Blake Martinez. Yeah, he, so when he quit the NFL, he sold that one card. In seven months, just seven months, the business that he started 
with the Pokemon cards brought in five million dollars. That's his. They brought in. They brought in five million dollars. So I mean, I, I don't know the logistics of it, but I mean, I get five million dollars in seven months. I mean, that's probably probably majority of what he made in, throughout his NFL career, and uh, he brought that in seven months selling trading cards. So it sounds like I need to buy some Pokemon packs. Better than playing linebacker in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, didn't he? Um, he he was at Wisconsin for some reason. I want to say he was at he Stanford. Was Oh, oh, in the NFL. <laughs> oh, you you bare booty. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, Packers linebackers, though, man. Clay Matthews, that, that's the only that's all I think of every that's time. That's your man. Like, favorite player. Dude, I just, the, the, the hair coming out the helmet, just yeah. the way he played. I mean, he just played so loose. Like, I mean, the guy, like, his stance, like, I mean, he just was so explosive. Like, he, like when he pass rushed, like, it looked so, I want to say unorthodox. He was using moves. But he just looked like a guy running around with his head on fire. I loved it. That's exactly the way he played. Yeah. Um, that's the best way to play. I, I, I wish, that's one thing I wish, you know, playing the Alabama system, sometimes you, you're so used to being structured and doing your job. Yeah. You, you almost, a lot of guys will tell you, once they get to the league, it's almost unusual. Your coach is telling you, like, let it rip, let it go. But, you know, in our system, we're so used to just doing our job. You know what I mean? So that is something. Do your job, about. Christian. Do your job. It's all it, about it, the process. It wins. It wins. And nobody around here arguing with it. That's right. All right. Uh, I want to thank Bruce Cunningham and Steve Irvine for joining us on the show today. All the guys behind the curtain, salute. We'll be back tomorrow. Lars will be back tomorrow. Big Noon Sports at noon.